If you wanna find love in 2023, it's an inside out job. You attract what you believe you are. And when I had Steph Churma, the amazing love guru on the podcast, I mean, my mind was blown with the information that she was giving and the inspiration and the guidance on how to date better. So in today's bonus episode, me and Steph continue to dig into it, what it's like dating while sober and more. So with that, let's talk about it. All right. And we're back for some bonus questions. Okay. So this is something that I am going to be entertaining doing because I want to quit drinking for like three months just to see. Um, I had to actually quit drinking like two years ago for my health, but it was like forced. This is something that I'm actually doing because I feel like I just like want to do it. So how do you date while sober or like not drinking? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like this is such a hot topic. So I actually never, ever, ever dated sober until I met my partner. Mm -hmm. So I laugh because now knowing what I know, I'm like, I would have had such a better time dating if I wasn't drunk all the time. So it's about understanding that the reality is even I'm, I'm no prohibitionist. I'm not a hater, (laughs) but the reality is alcohol is, it kind of sucks. Mm. It's, it's a tease. It's a liar. It really doesn't do what it's promised to do. And so I think coming from a space of this is just another tool in my esteem toolkit and my confidence kit. And it's, it's a hugely respectable thing and having Mm. that be something that you bring forward and not having it be awkward. Like it, it, you can go out for dinner and order a Perrier and have it not even be a thing. And if he goes, oh, you're not drinking tonight, you can literally just go, no. Yeah. You can just, it, we give meaning to everything. And the Facts. reason why a lot of people get so nervous is that we equate dating with drinks. You want to go out for mm-hmm. drinks? You want to grab a drink? Totally. And it's true. And it's just, it's a social lubricant, but for many, many people, we have a glass of wine getting ready. We have another one waiting for the Uber. We're now a little bit toasty when we get to the place. Oh, we're having a good time. Let's go to another place. Now, before you know it, you're going home with him. That was my Mm. dating. That was, I would, I would drink and have one night stands drink and have one night stands over and over and over. And I was, the reality is I was just so nervous. I didn't know if he'd like me. I didn't know if I was, if my body was nice enough, I was comparing myself and I was Mm. so lonely. So now it's about going, okay, what if it's not a big deal? What if I can just go out, have a Perrier and, and say to myself, I'm probably going to feel nervous. I'm probably going to feel insecure, but Ooh, learning how to manage and ride the wave of my emotion from a clear head. That's a power move. That's pretty badass. Who wouldn't be attracted to a human who can regulate herself? I think there are so many ways to enjoy life without a a fog Mm. that is just numbing a human connection. Most people act a fool when they're drunk anyway. And dating shouldn't be about 
meeting at a bar to get fucked up. Like that's, that's not what it should be at all. And you also can't, you don't make good decisions in anything Mm -hmm. when you're drunk, let alone picking a person you want to partner with. I feel like you just have to decide what your goals are. Like if you want to go out, get fucked up and like feel like a hot girl, cool. That's one thing. But if you're like looking for someone to partner with truly, and you're also not trying to hurt your feelings every single night, um, you have to date differently. 100%. And I, I think that it is so weird in society with booze. It's the only drug you have to explain not taking. And I remember saying to um, a couple of my clients who don't drink, I was like, can you imagine going to a restaurant and the server comes up to you showing you the baggy specials? Just, you know, two points for one tonight, two baggies, half price. Yeah. People would be like, oh my God. Yeah. But, with, <laughs> but like, Jesus. But with alcohol, it's it's like here, poison yourself and mm. go go nuts. And it's just kind of like I think people have just no idea how to be yeah. and how to just present themselves and say, like, I'm going to just meet another human being who is probably as nervous as I am. Totally. Who's probably also being like, what if she thinks that I'm weird or whatever? And what if we just put that in front of us and have a good time and just see what happens with no expectations from a clear space so that we can relearn what our intuition is. We can relearn what arousal is. And by the way, sex sober is the hottest thing that you can ever experience. I cannot tell you the level of orgasm you will experience having sex sober. It is mind blowing. Well, I mean, if us women are honest with each other, no one night stand results in a female orgasm. I mean, very few. (laughs) Facts, 100%. No lies detected. Okay, so (laughs) you meet someone, you know, you meet him sober, you guys hit it off, you're together now a year, maybe a year and a half, whether you're, you know, engaged or not, or just boyfriend and girlfriend. When is a good time to have a baby? Like, what conversations do you have to have And is it just around money or is it around other things before you say, like, let's have a baby? So I actually think money is one of the least, I mean, it's important, but it is not the most important. Mm. I think people want to have a baby, but they may not understand what it is like to form and shape a human being forever. Yeah. It is permanent. And it, rocks your world. So what I would recommend is to talk about what type of parents you want to be, what type of, um, not discipline, but how, how do you want to be as Mm -hmm. a family? And I would also recommend doing as much as you possibly can before having a child, like going on that vacation, staying mm-hmm. at those hotels because that freedom is gone. <laughs> I'm I'm very clear with women having children versus not having children is a whole different world. Go on the trips, go, you know, be naked on the boat, try those restaurants, do all the things. And then maybe while you're there say, how do you want to raise our children? Mm-hmm. What do you expect of me? you know, what do you think about even things like circumcision? 
Yeah. Things like just really touchy subjects. Again, I love going there. The more you can be vulnerable with someone, the more intel you get and you can go, okay, we're on the same page with this. We both know it's going to be hard. Who gets up in the middle of the night? Mm -hmm. Um, All of those things. And then um, really saying, okay, like if we're going to do this, then when, like, when do you want to do that? Do we still have some travel in us? Do we still have some, some stuff in us? Am I, am I spending 10 hours a day at the office? Am I prepared to give that up? Really kind of looking at what I see as the next step. Mm-hmm. And usually it'll happen organically. Yeah. It's like about sort of like temperature checking, like, mm-hmm. and also using those like hyper connection moments, like trips and all that yes. as opportunities to have even deeper, hard conversations. Cause you're already in your best vibe, you know, you're in the yes. best mood. So it's like, let's talk about it, you know? Oh, for sure. And things like, I remember having a client once who I think she was, I want to say like 37. And I said to her, like, would you consider freezing your eggs? And she's like, I've never even thought about that. And I'm like, well, the reality is not everyone who goes, I'm now ready to have a baby. That doesn't always happen. It's not Mm -hmm. always right away. So we also have to think about the logistics of, of that. Um, babe, you're like speaking to me because I am freezing my eggs in four months. Um, yeah. And you know what? And you know why? Here's why I'm doing it. One, I was told that my chronological age is much younger than my biological age. So I was like, check. And they said it would be a good time to freeze them now and just have them on ice. You know, I'm still trying to conceive naturally and all of that. But the reason that I'm doing it is one, as a backup plan, but also because of the stress it will take off of dating. Yep. Because I'm not just looking for someone who will fucking get me pregnant already and just like... Acne isn't from dirty skin, and eczema isn't from something on your skin. Skin is healed from the inside out. In the skin class, I'm going to share how I healed my eczema naturally, from what I wish I knew before I started on this healing journey, my daily eczema healing routine, and every single product I used on and in my body. Recipes, including my homemade skin healing salve. This class will leave you feeling seen and like you finally have a real plan to heal. Head to BiancaOsborne.com forward slash go forward slash the skin class to join now. Pick me, but I'm looking for my partner, my person. And then when we get to having kids, we still have that option. I always tell people if, if you can swing it, it's one of the smartest, like if, if we're dating in our thirties, it's one of the smartest things you can do. Good for you. Totally. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, prayers up for, and big ups to my grandparents for helping me put the bill. Okay. Um, Aww, <laughs> okay. So for those wanting to leave, so you're married, it's just not working out. Maybe you picked the wrong guy, whatever. How do you leave with love? For yourself, for the other person. I mean, some situations are extenuating. You know, he beats you up or whatever. Like, fuck that yeah. guy. Um, but, like, maybe it's just not working out. How do you leave in a way that loves you, loves him, loves the kids, just, just like, keeps a loving energy? I think that, you know, sometimes really getting, like, the hardest part is getting to the point where you go, you know what? I've, I've done the work. We've tried we did the counseling. We, we, we did the book. We did the things. 
I'm pretty old school. I think unless you're in a dangerous situation, Mm -hmm. I really think you should earn your divorce. You should, Mm. you should be able to go at the end of the day. I gave it everything. Yeah. And then sometimes understanding that maybe we're just better apart. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the most loving thing because it is not loving to hold someone captive no. or to to quell them. Your person, your counterpart is designed, you, you should elevate together. You should be better together. Like I'm good on my own. You're good on your own. But together, look at the mountains we're moving. Yeah. So if that's not happening after really trying then it's about saying, well, the most loving thing to do is to dissolve this and let him find his person and me find mine with all of these years of wisdom and knowledge and information and understanding that it will be a loss and grieving loss is never Mm -hmm. fun. I really personally think the worst pain you can ever feel in your life is a heartbreak of any kind. It's the, it's, it's it's a full body mind fuck Mm -hmm. and so I think the sooner you can go you know what I'm gonna wave my white flag and lovingly release that could look like a conversation saying um we've we've done all these things again tangible proof tangible evidence we we had the counselor for a year we got the coach we did all these things but we are fundamentally two different people and it would be unfair and unjust to hold us in this lower space when everything around us is yelling at us for, for us to go and, and yeah. be free. Um, and just letting that conversation happen, knowing that it may, you know, one person may have a harder time, but that's, that's their experience. We can't, uh, we can only love through that. So don't stay for the kids. The problem is that you end up, not doing what you think you're going to do. People go, I'm going to stay together for the kids because it's, it's better for them to see us as a whole family, forgetting that a young child, all they're doing is observing and watching. Mm-hmm. They can tell. And so that home environment does not become safe. It becomes tense. It becomes obvious. You can't hide it. And so instead, the more loving thing to do, and this again, requires a level of emotional maturity is to talk to your partner before you go through separation or before you call the family lawyers and say, (laughs) how do we do this so that we are actually not traumatizing our children? Like we are actually able to say the best part of our marriage was that we made you guys. That was the coolest thing ever. And we are completely committed to doing this but we're just, it might look a little different from your friends and it might take some time and really leaning into this is ultimately the best thing because if being together was the best thing, it would feel good. It would feel Mm, good more often. So if, if it's not like you should not wake up every morning in dread. Yeah. It's just that that's a no go. So having that convo and knowing like you might need support, you might need to take some time off work. You might have a really shitty year, Mm -hmm. but what's worse, a bad relationship for 10 years or a bad relationship for 10 years in a day, right? The sooner we can say, let's, 
because then then we get happy again. Then we all move on. And ideally, we can co-parent, we can coexist and have his new girlfriend a year later love my children as much as my new boyfriend does. Yes. And we can ah. break that lineage bullshit that you see so many people continue. It's true. And also just not to look at it like you failed. There's so much learning that went on. And it's also, it can honestly be viewed as not an achievement because it's not that, but you know, if it's like, you know, you're stepping into your power finally as a woman and realizing your marriage isn't working for you, that's also something to be celebrated and the lessons you got over time being with that person, you know? Right. Because the longer you stay in something that is not elevating you, the harder it's going to be to have the courage to, to move out of it. That's why you see people that have been, you know, they're in their sixties and they can't stand each other. Yeah. But, but it's like, well, you know, it's my ball and chain. I guess we're just in here. And it's like, they've just conceded to live a dull life where they just accept this is the best it's going to get. And those are the ones whose adult children don't really want anything to do with that. Yeah. Or marriage. I mean, you fucking get that more if you stay and you keep a toxic home as opposed to, you know, splitting up and finding yourselves and living, glowing up. Yeah. Cause they'll, they'll just recreate what's modeled to them or, or the, the, the male child will start talking to women bullshit because dad yells all the time or the, the female child becomes promiscuous at 14 because she is so disconnected from what father figures and real love looks like. It's, it's wild. So I a hundred percent agree. If, if you know, it's done and you know, in your bones, then your work is to not trudge through. It's to get, sit with your partner and have the most honest conversation you've ever had in your entire life with a box of Kleenex next to you knowing that your life is now going to be different, but you got honest with yourself for the kids and each other. And yeah, I mean, I just think it's, you have to recognize that it's not always going to work out, but there's lessons and things. Oh, for sure. There's no, um, there's no relationship I've had. And I've had some pretty nasty, violent, horrendous situations, but they have all given me something they have mm-hmm. all shown me and does sometimes earth school bring out the wildest in people yes mm-hmm. this 3d space is just for learning it that, that's what we're here for so each time someone comes into ooh, interesting got that lesson fantastic moved on that required this that required that and then we can form ourselves to be who we are knowing that the right person is going to go, ah, fabulous. Because they've been doing their own shit too. They've been figuring out their bits and bobs. And that's how you become the match. I mean, it's about understanding your traumas, working them Mm -hmm. out in therapy, or getting a coach. So with that, Steph, thank you so much for doing this. This is so amazing. Um, Tell everyone where they can find you, how they can work with you. I'm sure people are going to be like, oh my God, I need her in my life. Um, Give us the goods. Do you have anything coming up that people can sign up for? Spill it. Yes. So right now, what are we? We are mid-October. So I am taking on a handful of private clients for 21-day immersion with me. This is if you are single or taken. It doesn't matter because these skills transfer 
because everyone who is single will end up being in a partnership one day. Mm-hmm. We will always swing. You can find me at Good Love Co. on Instagram, at Good Love Co. on TikTok. The So Good podcast is coming back season two next Ooh. month on iTunes and Spotify. And just send me a DM. Let's have a chitty chat. Let's get you loved up. Nice. Um, and I also recommend people participating in your Ask Me Anythings on Instagram because yes. you do answer. And you give like good answers. Um, all right. Well, that's like everything people need to at least begin their love glow up. Yes. So thank you so much. You're, you're so welcome. That was a blast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Glow Up Tips for the Girls podcast. If you like this podcast, and I really hope you do, please leave me a rating, a review, subscribe, share. I mean, open your window and just scream out, listen to this podcast. And if you have any feedback for me, please join me on Instagram at Bianca.Osborne and you can give it to me there. The good, the bad, the ugly, I welcome it all. From my lips to your ears, shine on. See you next time.